The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. He's in the John puking since he saw it. You're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. of the hills have eyes and last house on the left a new masterpiece in fantasy terror nightmare on elm street they're coming to get you they're coming for you barbara they're coming to get you Welcome back to They're Coming to Get You. I'm one of your hosts, Brent Trahune, joined by my co-host. Gavin Eddings. How's it going, Brent? Good. I'm waiting for a tongue to slip out of this microphone and announce that it's my new boyfriend. <laughs> He's very forward. That, that Mr. Kruger is very forward. They have not had one date, and here he is already trying to cuff her. I, li- I like that you've referred to him as Mr. Kruger. <laughs> He's a child murderer, but God damn it, you show him some respect. <laughs> that is, if you got a PA, be like Dr. Kruger. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to the, the show. And uh, if you've not figured it out by now, we're doing A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, the 1984 classic that introduced the world to Mr. Frederick Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> I do. They call him Fred Kruger, and it always just doesn't sound right to me, you know? Yeah, and the entire, and we'll, again, we'll get into everything, but like the origin story, like they really paint really a wide picture of what he did or did not do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that's not, it, that's more elaborated on in like the third and fourth movie. And he's just a guy, kills some kids, and he uh, got off on a technicality. They burned him, and now he somehow haunts your dreams. Your children's dreams. Yes. And also, he's just strictly a child murderer and nothing else, everyone. <laughs> just He just murders them, kids. He does it for the thrill of the murder. Yeah. So, In the I, remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, I, which you've seen that, right? The remake? Yes. I watched it once in theaters in 2010 and never okay. since. Uh, I bought it uh, at a thrift store. Let's, let's be clear. I didn't just buy the brand new thing, but I've not seen it. I enjoy the... the uh, the uh, performance of Jackie Earl Haley, but mm-hmm. 
I also admired and thought it was the complete wrong decision that they just leaned in a hundred percent with that child molester angle. Yeah. Like there's no ambiguity in this. And I was like, I appreciate the balls that you have, but also now your character is completely unlikable. Yeah. What I liked about the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, there was a moment where I was like, oh, this could be interesting where they kind of hint that he may have been falsely accused. And you're like, oh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense for his motivation to kill everybody. And then five minutes later, they're like, oh no, he diddled them kids. <laughs> he did like, it like he, we got him on video right here. Look at him right now. He's doing it. He, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, but why did we, why did we tease that for five whole minutes? <laughs> well, it's, they had to clarify in my research of like, this is a child murderer because <laughs> it's hard to have like a Freddy Krueger hip hop song. When, <laughs> you know, like you're it right. It just doesn't really, cl- you, you got it. Like this guy's a straight murderer and he'll be like, no, I didn't molest the children. I'm not a monster. I just killed them. Like a like, like a good Christian would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Freddy Krueger became one of the more marketable horror villains. Like you could get Freddy Krueger dolls, Freddy, even for like like actual dolls that people would just have. Yeah, like and you would sleep with a child would just sleep with the Freddy Krueger doll. Like Yeah, and if like and you can't sleep with somebody who's on the sex offender registry. Like <laughs> you can't do that. Like Elmo somehow got off the registry Elmo. And, he, yeah. <laughs> and he beat the charge with that Sesame street pole. But Don't I you come into my face with that bull spit. <laughs> he says he has to censor himself. He says bull spit. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think part of the appeal of this is that for like Freddie talks in, he just got he got over the series. He got funnier, you know. Yeah, and with Jason Michael Myers Leatherface, every horror icon we've talked uh, talked about up to this point, they were all mute, silent killers, which makes them scary, but doesn't really give them much of a personality. Mm-hmm. You you can be scared of them, but being scared of them isn't really much of a personality trait. But with Freddy, they let Robert England just really ham it up, and he's still very scary, but it's he'll he'll turn a phone into a tongue and say he's going to be your boyfriend instead of just like not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just stabbing you straight and then hanging you on the wall, you know, like there's a little more, uh, like you said, personality with Freddy Krueger. He's a little more fun. He's a little more flirty. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bad boy for sure. (laughs) He's a bad boy. He's out there like, yes, Michael Myers and, and Jason Voorhees, they're out there killing the teens. But you know what? Freddy's a little dead to different. He'll, he'll, he'll kill your kids. He'll just kill your kids. And, and then uh, take you to the movies. Just... <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry about a babysitter tonight, babe. <laughs> She's asleep, I think. It was not by design, but we've covered Halloween. We've covered Friday the 13th, which came out in 1980. And we've also covered Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of those... We've got Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers are kind of the big three of the slashers. Yes. Um, and this was came out in 1984, kind of uh, extended the slasher genre and craze a little bit, wouldn't you say? I would say so, because I think at this point, we're either four or five Friday the 13th movies deep into this. I know that final chapter would have been out by, by this point. I'm not sure if a new beginning had, but... 
after Halloween and Friday the 13th, they started making horror movies about every holiday and it became more paint by numbers, even more so than when Friday the 13th did it with Halloween. It became more paint by numbers. Every holiday gets a horror movie. There's all these strong silent slashers, whether it be like the, uh, the minor from you've got the the minor from my bloody valentine you've also got the guy from slumber party massacre you've got these these quiet stalkers killing babysitters things like that then you have freddy krueger who comes along who just completely turns the entire genre on its head by one being a talker he talks also he doesn't kill you in this world he kills you in your dreams Mm -hmm. which gives you a whole nother level of of terror because you have to sleep like yeah. you you can run away from jason in this world and you you can hide you don't have to go to crystal lake <laughs> yeah you you just don't go to crystal lake you stay out of them blair woods okay mm-hmm. that, you just don't go there but you gotta sleep mm-hmm. you gotta take a nap and you, and you can't just stay awake forever so this uh the struggle between wanting to stay alive and wanting to stay awake it's it's a very primal fear. Like if I go to sleep, I could die. Mm-hmm. And Wes Craven actually made this movie because he read an article of a man who was having these nightmares and he died in his sleep because of the, these nightmares. So he was inspired by, by that to make Freddy Krueger and this idea of like a dream demon, a dream person who, who, who could kill you in your dreams. Those articles are in the LA times in the 1970s about uh, among refugees who after fleeing the U- uh, to the United States because of war and genocide in uh, Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam suffered disturbing nightmares and refused to sleep. Some of the men died in their sleep soon after. Uh, medical authorities called the phenomenon Asian death syndrome. Mm. So I guess if you're not Asian, you can't catch Asian death syndrome. <laughs> Uh, the condition afflicted men between the ages of 19 and 57. So I'm sure there was a 19 year old that died and a 57 year old man that died. <laughs> and they're like, you, everybody in between. <laughs> uh, but sudden unexplained death syndrome or uh, Brugada syndrome. Brugada. Yeah. So that, and that was a, a real thing of these guys are just dying in their sleep. And it probably, you know, from a, a combination of PTSD and, and who knows what else, extreme stress or I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, but it from based in real, real things, you know? Yeah. And that's what makes it scary, too, is because, I mean, yeah, it's a real condition. I mean, if you're if you're not Asian, I guess, like you said, yeah, you yeah. are you're immune. But Stephanie, she's half she, she's part Korean. Oh, so, so she goes to sleep. She might not wake up. So I'm worried about her. Um, well, it's only men, 19 to 57. Okay, so. good. So if you're an Asian man listening, stay awake. Just, <laughs> just, don't sleep. We're not medical doctors, but just to be safe, never sleep again. Uh-huh. Well, you you watched this for the uh, with Stephanie, and she you said she watched it for the first time. I, yes, right? yes. So I had watched I I hadn't watched this all the way through, start to finish, in probably about ten years. I think mm-hmm. we, we, we last time I watched it probably was gearing up for the remake, but Stephanie had never seen it. So we fired up on Netflix the other night and we watched it and she was, a, she asked a lot of questions during mm-hmm. it. And I was like, how do you not know the basis premise of Freddy Krueger? But, <laughs> and she's like, well, is this a dream? Is, is this a dream? Right. She kept asking, is this a dream? And I go, yeah. Hey babe, I love you. They're, they're going to tell you, you're going to know in a second if it's a dream or not, but she ended up. You should have really- just turned to her and gone. 
this whole thing's been a dream. <laughs> Nothing is real. Dissolve away if you could have. <laughs> I pulled my face off. <laughs> ah, ah, look at this. <laughs> so she liked it, and I really enjoyed this. I watched all of these together for the first time back in 2003, gearing up for Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. I had never seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets back then. I saw the trailer for Freddy versus Jason. I'd seen a few Jason movies, um, but I wanted to see Freddy Krueger. So I watched the entire series over the course of like one summer. I They had them at the library. So I would go to the library, grab a VHS, come Dude, home. The library is such a great place to get free things that you would pay for anywhere else. It's really cool and not to go off tangent, but because there's not a lot of video stores anymore, if you want to go to a place to select a video and get that video store experience, your local library is an absolute wealth of videos, DVDs. Some have Blu-rays now. I know Mm -hmm. some libraries have like video games and stuff. Um, So your library is an untapped resource. And it's just sometimes cool to go in and just like pick out that media that you might not watch. Sure, scrolling on Amazon is fine and you, you can find anything you want. But just something about going to a store for a purpose to find like a scary movie you hadn't seen, picking it based on the cover art and what the back says, that is a great experience that really you can only get at the library now. Yeah, and I love coming home with a stack of books that I know I won't read. Absolutely. I'll get this and I'll get this and I'll make sure nobody can get it for two weeks. I'm going to read all of Isaac Asimov's books he ever wrote. (laughs) The most, the densest philosophy as well. Uh, I I do that that now. I go to Barnes Noble. I was like, you know what? I'm going to read Dune. I have read 20 pages of Dune. And I was like, I I didn't even finish the audio book of Dune. I was like, (laughs) this ain't for me. (laughs) Sandworms and whatnot. Humbug. (laughs) But, But back to Night around elm street yeah just going to the law library watching all of them and the first movie is it's classic it sets the premise i think for me the nightmare on elm street series falls off harder than other series for me mm-hmm. because when nightmare on elm street's good it is good but when it is bad it is some of the worst because the later movies would lean too much into Freddy being like the anti-hero when he's supposed mm-hmm. to be the villain. He's supposed to be to be this murderer, this molester, this really bad dude. But they would like lean to him being like super funny the entire time. And you're like, this isn't what we, how, how did we get here? Yeah. Well, and it's one of those. And I, this is the least favorite of the big three franchises for me. And like, I've seen all of them but I I've only seen a couple of these a couple times mm-hmm. and uh, I can still like, it's my least favorite of the three probably, but this is a solid movie and there's so many scares. The score is great. I was putting notes together last night. So I pulled up the score on Apple music and I was like, Oh man, this is like top tier. There's, you know, pretty it's good. Kinda, yeah. Just that the, those, those opening notes, it's not as iconic as the Halloween theme. It's no. not going to it's not gonna be easily recognizable. Unless you're a deep horror fan, you're probably not going to have it as your ringtone or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you're a horror fan and you hear those opening notes, like, yes, that is Nightmare on Elm Street. They, they played out the movie. It's such a scary score. Mm-hmm. And this movie has such an atmosphere to it. And you really, you like the characters. They're very likable. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's almost uh, the whole movie's dreamlike in itself anyway, and I don't, that could just be it looks very eighties to me, mm-hmm. which adds to it. But uh, 
Yeah. Would you want to jump in with the characters or what do you yeah, think? Let's, let's hop into the characters here. So the main character is Nancy Thompson. She's just your regular high school girl. Uh, she's got her boyfriend, Glenn, played by Johnny Depp in his first movie role. And boy, is that ma- it's just so good to see the man who would one day have his bed shit in by Amber Heard. <laughs> that just- wasn't enough to have gallons of blood in the bed. <laughs> I think we all made that. I think me and Stephanie both were like, that's not the worst thing to come out of his bed lately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you get it? She shat in his bed. She Got took it. She pooped him. Yeah. <laughs> but and also the guy that will become like Captain Jack Sparrow and uh Edward Scissorhand. Like it's like this is a he's just a very teen kind of guy in this movie. Yes. You know? This this for him, this is Kevin Bacon in Friday the 13th. Yeah like a real he's gonna have a glow he's gonna have a massive career and he Mm -hmm. got his start in this little low budget nobody knew it's gotta be it's gotta be surreal to take these very slow like these unknown movies and and then just watch them blow up Mm -hmm. because this movie wasn't supposed to be it's supposed to be good and Wes Craven believed in it but it wasn't supposed to be this huge phenomenon that we're still talking about 40 years later by by any means well, the budget was a 1.1 million and ended up making 57 million dollars. So, yeah. pretty good R, pretty good ROI. That's uh, fancy speak for return on investment. Oh, damn! I know. Look oh, at me, Dave Ramsey over here. <laughs> Listen, cut up your credit cards, Brent. I need you to cut <laughs> them up in front of me right now. But uh, you've got you've got uh, Johnny Depp as Glenn. You've got uh, John Saxon playing uh, Lieutenant Thompson Heather's um, not not Heather Nancy's dad. I love John Saxon from the Bruce Lee movie Enter the Dragon uh, when he's just a karate man. Producer so, wife was next to me and she's like, where's this? What's this guy from? And I was like, I don't I don't know. And she I, named off all those, you know, inter, I'm, stuff I've never seen. So, yeah, I would have named Enter the Dragon and then that's it. <laughs> It'd be like, Enter yeah. the Dragon, this movie, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, uh, I think. A new nightmare. I, I don't know. I think huh. he's in three. I think he's in three, but I think he's in six for sure. Or okay. not. He's in seven. I mean, um, but you've got the cast. And of course, um, you've got Ronnie Blakely as uh, Nancy's mom who likes to drink. She's just real slossed. I have. Yeah. Just hiding the, the booze and the towel, the linen closet. And uh, yeah. And I do, by the way, for the listeners, I'm wearing a half shirt. Uh, a la Johnny Depp for some reason. Yeah. And you're listening to, to the biggest headphones. You're listening to your records and watching the TV at the same and, time. Yep, that's right. That's that's the equivalent today of playing video games and having something on on an iPad. That That's very yes the same thing it's like i'm on my phone but i'm listening to the background it, it's just yeah. on i just gotta and have something to do while i'm doing my chores and it's just video games like it's not... <laughs> uh you've got uh tina you've got amanda wiss as tina uh who gets killed incredibly mm-hmm. and then then, mm-hmm. then you have her boyfriend rod as well um who gets the murders pinned on him and then of course robert england as mm-hmm. mr frederick l krueger i don't know is it l L yeah yeah freddy krueger uh iconic still would still known for that character today he's done other stuff he was just recently in the season four of stranger things that may all be freddy krueger until he dies no matter what he does he'll be freddy krueger forever and like the like i said i jackie earl haley as freddy krueger i thought he was great but it's also man you're just trying to replace one of the most iconic characters and i 
you could be great, but it ain't going to work out for you that well, you know? And with Freddie, because he's so personality and that personality and that performance is so tied to Robert England, it's so, it would be impossible to fully replace him in the main continuity of the series. They, mm-hmm. they, they did the remake slash reimagining Jackie girl, Haley, wonderful actor, but because Robert England talks, Freddy Krueger talks, you can't mm-hmm. just slap another guy in the mask. Like, like they did in Halloween or like, I can't tell you who plays Michael Myers in Halloween part four or five. I can tell you Robert England. Yeah. I'd have to think about that. Uh, I know. I think plays the what? I think I know Dick Warlock did it in number two. And I only remember yeah. that because his name is Dick, Dick Warlock, Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. my class in Dungeons and Dragons, actually. Uh, I am the Dick Warlock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not like, a re- like if you need, if you had a band and the lead singer's gone, you replace them. That's that. Now I'm like, you're singing the same songs with everybody, but the voice. I'm like, I don't know if I'm sold on this anymore. Uh, you know, I don't know if I like, like this, Mr. David Lee Roth. I don't know how I feel yeah. about him. Or I don't need Bond Hagar. Scott. <laughs> Brian Johnson. Bond Scott's the other one. Anyway, my favorite character in this whole movie is none of those you listed. It's the uh, man that is banging Tina's mom at the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> and his only line is, uh, she's trying to talk to her daughter about the nightmare she just had. And he comes in the room and he goes, are you coming back to the sack or what? <laughs> back when men could be yeah. men, Brent. Any back man that calls it the sack is a sack of shit himself. <laughs> you know, that man, when she left the room, he started immediately just tugging on it. Like I'm ready for another one. Uh, round three, baby. Are you? You got work in the morning. I don't. I'm on I, the disability. <laughs> I live off of you, sweetheart. <laughs> Just... Are you coming back to the sack or what? <laughs> and Ew. then, and then at that point, had the credits just rolled, Brent would have been like, "This is the best movie That's I've ever it. seen in my entire life." Uh, yeah, I th- I thought uh, Nancy it was uh, it was great. You know, for being like a. I don't know how old she was in this, but like a a female actress that just held it down and was, there was no really like over the top, like, Oh, that was so cheesy. Or that was really ruined the movie for me. I thought she was great. You know, there's a lot of, there's really grounded performances in this. It's not Mm -hmm. over the top shrieking or screaming like in Friday the 13th, especially it's just very real grounded performances where I'm going to research and see like, Oh, how would I beat a dream demon? It's very logical. It's very, mm-hmm. it's very smart. It's it's a very well-written script. And they felt like teenagers. Yeah. Like yeah John, sometimes. Yeah. Go like, ahead. Yeah. Like uh, they, they felt like teenagers and like, yeah, some, sometimes they, they don't, they feel like adults dressing like 15 year olds. Mm-hmm. Well, and in this case too, it's like the teen or uh, Nancy lives with her mom, who is clearly an alcoholic mm-hmm. and like, how bad a dad was that dude that she she's living with the alcoholic mom, like <laughs> the dad, like it's clearly she's an alcoholic. Why doesn't she just live with you cop dad? Like, <laughs> Cause you're never here, dad. You're never here. Yeah. yeah and like every time her mom is on screen, I don't know if it was like self tan or something, but it looked very much like she's wearing an Instagram filter the whole movie, <laughs> like the oh. color of her, you know? So that is actress Ronnie Blakely. She was at uh, a horror convention back in 2018 at a table. She was, it's it's always very sad to watch these people 
just not have a line and just yeah. be there sitting. Um, I will say sitting there watching her, like she looks like that in real life too. <laughs> like all those really? years later. Yeah, she looked like she had just been hanging out and I'm sure she would have been very nice, but it's like, I, I only got so much money. I only got so much money to spend here. I feel like how could you not get your shit signed by the mom from, from Friday? Yeah, Elm Street, not Friday. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm looking at her pictures. That's why I got distracted. She looks You're like, like uh, oh, yeah. Oh, she looks like Stevie Nicks a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I, I, didn't, but, I, I didn't even get to meet, to be fair, I didn't even get to meet Robert England that day. So I didn't get like any of my nightmare stuff signed. So it'd be, I feel like it'd be weird to have a nightmare poster signed by just the mom. <laughs> I, I don't need anybody else, but Ronnie, Ronnie Blakely, Blakely, put it right here, <laughs> right as big as you want, honey. <laughs> no room for nobody. Yeah, I, th- I thought uh, Robert England is, you know, he he's kind of hamming it up, but that's also the beauty of the, the character and i think he said in an interview or something he's like a, a mix like a musical theater type uh character like he's he's running around he's not hitting the one-liners yet but you could like if you just let him go he'd have no choice but to be funny i feel like and you've got that scene in the alley tina experiences the first nightmare gets the first um gets gets killed first by freddie and just that scene where he's just stretching his arms out for no reason mm-hmm. like, i'm gonna make my arms real big and it's very dreamlike it's something he could do in a dream because mm-hmm. you all have dreams where like maybe your limbs are mr fantastic like just scratching it and we have, we we're about like maybe 15 20 minutes into this and we haven't even mentioned his not his his glove yeah which, which is such a creative and cool weapon i do i just always call it the freddy glove or like his glove but they specifically if they all if they reiterate that he was a child murderer they also reiterate that these are finger knives they are finger knives throughout the whole movie like he had he had finger knives some sort of finger knives fred krueger well and that that came from uh I think Wes Craven was tired of like everybody killing somebody with a knife or, and at this point you had an ax in Friday, I'm sure, but also the mm-hmm. shining you had, you know, in Halloween two, there was even like the scalpel thing, which is, you don't really see that a lot, you know, but yeah. like you've seen enough horror movies, you're going to see a knife. You're going to see probably a machete, uh, a bat or whatever. So like to, to just create something, it's a glove, but it's got knives on it. So yes, it's a knife, but it's got three or four knives. You know, it's like very unique. And it's a very up close and personal kind of weapon too. You're, it's not going to get knocked out of your hand because you're wearing it on your hand. Yeah. He, he crafted that. They're, they're razor sharp. And it's almost like Wolverine from, from the mm-hmm. X-Men. Cause you just like, shink, you, you shink them out mm-hmm. and then you're, you're, you're ready to go. And it, you know, we remember Robert England's like, come here, bub. <laughs> and then uh when they hit him he uh heals real fast yeah that's true <laughs> well it kind of does i mean he's he a does, dream yeah. demon or whatever yeah so what do we think when he- they kill him uh what-, what do you think like he dies somehow like under extreme uh anger or something that's how he's able to return as a demon how- what do you th- what do you think the magic is there gavin well, what? I, well, the, the the backstory for Freddy Krueger is that he was this child mur- murderer, and he killed. This is the part that made me and Stephanie look at each other and go, "What? He mm. killed twenty kids in this neighborhood? Yeah, like how are they not? How are they not just after like the third or fourth kid? Be like, we should probably catch this guy, and then he does like like 20, yeah. 
Like you are, you're going to know after a while, be like, Hey, Mr. Kruger, he just, these kids keep going on missing it. He seems to not be bothered by it. Yeah. They go by his house and then they don't see, get seen anymore. <laughs> like I, I'm sure that the police department is very overworked, but like 20 kids from the same neighborhood. Also Freddy Krueger, you're, you are very bad at trying to not have a pattern here because if you just, if you just uh, map out the area, it's just a circle around your house, my dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it seems to be emanating from right here, but at, at Frederick Krueger's house. Yeah. And, and nobody ever thought to like, uh, th- you know, I'm having dreams with the knife glove and the, nobody was like, hold on, wait a minute. Like it was like <laughs> almost to the end of the movie where his or her mom's like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> come Which down I, come down here to the cellar uh, oh, by the way i have some evidence <laughs> <laughs> so they he gets caught but i guess somebody did not do some paperwork and he gets off on a technicality so mm-hmm. i did inside the search warrant um one of my friends kevin 20 wrote, kids are dead and how like let's say you filled it out wrong nobody's <laughs> like 20 kids are dead they're know? like listen if there's a clerical error let me tell you uh okay. one of my good friends kevin roach he's a local actor here in evansville he actually did a freddy the krueger fan film called the confessions of fred krueger it should be up on youtube still but they actually do that interrogation with freddy okay. krueger it's actually very cool it actually got like mentioned i think in like fangori and a bunch of horror websites he got really known for it for a little bit so uh that's me plugging my friend stuff don't but... don't plug your stuff <laughs> definitely don't plug your friend stuff Kevin. <laughs> so, so no somebody did didn't dot an i or cross a t so this murderer just get he's he's free now yeah and the families all get together and decide they're gonna pour gasoline around his house and light him on fire so he mm-hmm. burns to death in this fire now in the later movies he's approached by like dream demons or whatever where they're like do you want to work for us and he's like anything i'll do it but in this i think they really implied more that he just somehow came back through supernatural means unspecified yeah. to like get revenge on the parents uh by by killing their kids and the thing it's much it's very much like a, a godzilla movie like i don't i don't need a reason why godzilla is there i just need him to start smashing like <laughs> I mean, and it's very much i i i do want to know the origin but if, while i'm watching it i don't care just make the scares happen you know and when you go into the origin in later movies it becomes too complicated yeah and you're like the bastard son of a thousand maniacs or whatever <laughs> a nun got trapped in a room with a bunch of criminally insane men it's like this is horrible yeah this is ugh, dark. I don't, <laughs> I, this is dark so they kill him he comes back the first kill in this movie is nancy's friend tina mm-hmm. she's she hooks up with Rod and Rod is just giving it to her. Like giving her the rod. God damn. Like just the, <laughs> you know, your friends are in the house and you don't even try to not yell and scream during coitus. You know, I don't, like, uh, that's got a, that's like a weird sleepover because Glenn and Nancy are both there. And then Rod's like, let me, let me make it up to you. And they go and you know what they're going to do. And then they have the loudest sex imaginable. <laughs> like they are, they are putting this on for somebody. Like they want them bam, to hear. Bam, like, like, bam. Oh, hit it right there. Get it so good. It's, <laughs> it's like when you, I don't think I'd ever want to hear any of my friends do that. Um, I've had roommates. So I, so they'll, they would have like Tinder dates over and things like that. But like, it's when you're in a hotel, when you're on the road and you're like, just here, here's why just getting it. And you're like, mm-hmm. I, there are other people here. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad I don't know you. So <laughs> I'm going, I, 
I, I, I hope you love each other. Yeah. What you're doing right now is a crime. I think this is last stop. This is too much. <laughs> now I'm cheering you on just so you guys will finish up. <laughs> so Rod is giving it to Tina and then Tina falls asleep. She goes into the dream world where she meets Freddy Krueger uh, officially. He does the arm thing and he cuts her up like this scene really you also have did the scene happen before the murder where freddy krueger comes through the wall uh it's kind of almost during where is mm-hmm. it like that right like either like right before or kind of during but like presses his face through the wall like yeah what a great visual like there's so many great visuals in this movie yeah this scene has a lot of really cool really great visuals like you said the him coming through the wall and like staring over her well the arms like, coming out the silhouette like it yeah it's it's they did it with fishing lines so it kind of looks shitty but also <laughs> looks cool at the same time like it's just, a dream just, yeah yeah <laughs> we that's what that's what we say when it looks shitty it's, it's a, a dream, dream. <laughs> yeah and then all his teeth his fell out fingers off he cuts his face off like he's just <laughs> toying with her you know I uh, there there's one line that's always kind of bothered me, and I feel like they tried to make Freddie a little m- deeper than he was good than they turned out to be, where she's like, "Oh God," and he's like, "This is God. This is it, God." Yeah. It's like, what kind of philosophical bullshit are you trying to pull right now? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I think he's just pure terror. Is what he's he is, a, Gavin. He's just a pure. T- it's a dream. He can say whatever he wants. Yeah, he's probably workshopped that on a bunch of kids. <laughs> He's like, all right, 16 and 17. Listen, I know you miss your friend. You're going to see him in a minute. But how about if I say, this is God and point to my finger knives? Did that scare <laughs> you? How did that make I, you feel? You, uh, now give me a restaurant. Starbucks? Okay. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yes, and. Terror improv. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are like, you you, you can kill us now. We, we don't need to see this. Please, improv is worse than <laughs> being chained up. <laughs> but he's not touching us he's just <laughs> killing us yeah um oh whew. well we got the, we got the uh, tina's man i re-watching this this is what by far the bloodiest of the the maybe the movies we've covered this far the season I, yeah like texas chainsaw massacre does not live up to, to the massacre name halloween has a lot of bloodless stuff friday jaws third, had some blood in it yeah jaws has some blood friday the third 13th got blood as it went on but I, this was the movie I feel like really tipped the scale in the MPAA rating, starting to cut mm-hmm. back a little bit. Because I think following this movie in like the 85, 86, the Friday the 13th started getting like really edited down because mm-hmm. the vibe I was getting too much. Well, it's a, well, boy, howdy, it's a good thing they snuck this one in 1984 because <laughs> she was just smeared on the walls yeah and just cut up and when he slices her stomach like it just all pours out and and to her being murdered on the like uh uh what a what a unique kill you know yeah and i i know they rotated the room for johnny depp's kill but i think they also made the room different so she could like drag herself across yeah, there's. A, I don't remember what documentary it is. I started to watch it, and it was it was very much Crystal Lake memories. Is it Never Sleep Again? Maybe that's what it was. And I start, but I I started it, but I didn't finish it because this is not my favorite franchise anyway. Mm-hmm. But I do remember them talking about they tilted the the room. Yeah, and she just drags herself all over the wall. And if your favorite part was the the, the guy coming in saying get back to the sack, 
I love Rod and his tidy whities completely helpless. He gets kicked into a lamp at one point. And like we've said on this, like the theme of this podcast is I want to be wearing clothes when I get murdered. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be in my tidy whities I don't want to be in my tidy whities Like, give me a second, Freddy Krueger. I want to yeah. let, let me put my shoes on and my jeans and die like a man in my Wranglers. <laughs> or at least a bathrobe. Let me look somewhat decent. Yeah, but just... He has to watch this girl get gutted all over the wall. And you can't explain that because he gets he gets pinned for the murder. Mm -hmm. They're like, this guy clearly did it, even though he's got no blood on him. He's very clean. Yeah. Well, he ran. That's the thing. Yeah. If you run, you're you're guilty. But I mean, he had no choice. But just the scene of her falling from the ceiling and just like the blood going on him, like I'd run, too. I'd run mm-hmm. too. I, I ain't putting my shoes on. I'm gone. And the thing is like something's controlling or killing her. And then you can't do a damn thing about it. Like yeah. the, those two things where it's like, what's going on? And then also I'm powerless in that. And, th- and that's a, it's, a, it's a heck of a way to start a franchise as far as kills go, mm-hmm. because it, it's creative. It's incredibly bloody. And it's so different from anything that had been done in horror movies before that people aren't being drug around the ceiling and mm-hmm. having blood pour out of them like that. So really, really great way to set the tone overall for Nightmare on Elm Street. And now like a, like somebody on the ceiling, that's a you're possessed by the devil. Yeah, that's what that is like. That's mm-hmm. not a dream demon thing, you know? Yeah. So after he kills Tina, he starts turning his attention to taunting nancy and he's doing all kinds of things he's making her see tina in the body bag in a body bag she's just trying to learn there there does seem to be a thing with this uh that parallels halloween especially is like that scene where you're just trying she's in she's just trying to get her grades up yeah she's just trying to learn fall asleep and then she follows tina in a body that poor actress who played tina had to drag herself all over this movie (laughs) Getting the body bag, all bloody. What what a great sequence to follow the blood on the the floor, mm-hmm. and uh, then like to run into whatever the, the girl was, and she's like, Are you, "Where where's your hall pass?" type thing. And how do you know? There's leaves in the hallway. How do you not know that's a dream? Like, <laughs> and then the girl turns out to be wearing like like the same Freddy outfit and fedora, and is like, "Where's your hall pass?" Yeah. That that sweater is is not on par with like the Where's Waldo sweater, but you can't wear that pattern without somebody knowing that's that's Freddy Krueger. You know that style and, is just his now. And there is a difference from the sweater in this from the other movies. In this, it's uh, the arms are solid red, and it's just okay. the actual uh, front and back that's green and red. Um, in in the later movies, he would go through the whole. It would would be striped the whole way down. And there, there's a, one of the facts that I now was lost in my notes, but it's like that color combination is you, it's hard to see. It's a Craven designed Freddie striped sweater after reading in scientific American that the human eye has difficulty recognizing those particular shades of red and green side by side. Therefore looking at it is uh, subliminally unsettling. Not a good look. It's not a good. Um, it doesn't look great when you look at it. Yeah, paired with a fedora and a burnt face. You know, <laughs> I'll swipe left on that all day. <laughs> but his Doc Martens really tied all together. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to torture somebody. And 
like I like like when Stephanie was watching, she the movies transition so seamlessly between dreams and awake mm-hmm. that it, that is a time hard to tell like what is real because when I was watching it the first time. I thought that, okay, she followed Tina into the hallway. That's clearly a dream. Mm -hmm. This girl who's the hall monitor, she's also, she's real. And then it's like, oh no, we're still in the dream. Mm -hmm. And like, I just love the follow the trail of blood type thing. And then Mm -hmm. uh, what does she's led down to the boiler room, right? And then that's where she comes out of the dream with a burn mark and you realize, oh, this, the stuff that's happening in the dreams is happening for mm-hmm. real. And you could, you can leave phased, not murdered, but yeah, here's evidence. You know, if you die in the matrix, you die in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she, she, she burns herself. And so this cat and mouse between her and Freddie is it's Lori and Michael Myers. If Michael Myers was talking shit the whole time. Mm-hmm like yo girl i'm coming for you like oh you gotta throw a pot at that door you gotta try to wake them up no i'm coming for you he pointed a jack-o-lantern and say this is god <laughs> be like need some work michael mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it is and uh, michael uh, the, the his cat mouse is never any words and he'll just dress your dead friend up as a ghost or whatever you know like <laughs> with with freddie it's it's in your face and like yeah well even in your crotch the, yeah the bathtub well grin like a a great snapshot of a movie like are you familiar gavin with um it's the uh the screen grabs they're little mm-hmm. figures of like there's one of the text chainsaw massacre there's one of like friday 13th yeah uh, jason popping up out of the canoe mm-hmm. there's like two or three of these from from uh elm street and it's just because like the bathroom scene is so good it's so iconic um the one with the face coming through the wall Mm -hmm. like that i guess if you're thinking like merch ideas like i'm sure wes craven was like we got to get these toys or whatever (laughs) but but if you can kind of think of like would that scene appear as a part of merch Mm-hmm. then you're like maybe that's such an iconic thing that people will latch onto that because like the face come through the wall the the glove with the crotch like even i'm cringy i don't have a vagina but i'm like oh. a glove knife in the water mm. so stephanie didn't know about that scene okay and she watched it and she goes oh no oh god yeah yeah because she's like oh what's gonna oh like it bothered her yeah and and i've seen it so i know what's happened but it's still very unsettling with like the hand going slowly towards her yeah and then so like whoop, back into the water because because mm-hmm. her mom's coming to check on her or whatever but it's it's a very vulnerable pot spot again you're in the bathtub you are relaxing you're trying not to fall asleep you're falling asleep and then there's knives coming at your hooch so yeah. it's 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 just a hard day to be nancy thompson and even like with the tongue phone that is in so many pieces of artwork that i see mm-hmm. and like just and it's a little that that thing is was in the movie for like two seconds. I thought it was longer, and I thought it was early in the movie. Uh, when the scene finally did come, Stephanie was on on her phone, like looking at. It. I go, no, you look. This is iconic, yeah. and she's yeah. like, and it happens. She's like, oh, was that it? I go, you pay it in respect. Okay, God damn it, yeah. <laughs> that phone licked her and called her her boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> it's very unsettling for the time. Uh, and then like the Johnny Depp kill, like. That's just a dude wearing a crop top trying to stay awake. 
And it, it sucks for Nancy, too, because, like, they think she's crazy because she's like, there's a burnt man in my dreams. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we should do something about this. And they're like, no, you're 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 just crazy. No worries. You need sleep, honey. You need sleep. Glug, glug, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need sleep. And then they instead of believing her, they bar all the windows and all the doors with, mm-hmm. like, security grading, which is a fire hazard. Yeah, that producer wife was like, what if there's a fire? And I'm like, well, I guess you die, and but safely. Like, yeah, don't maybe make your house make your house more flammable and fire escape proof than with yeah. a man you actually burned to death because he might get some ideas. Also with a blackout alcoholic who smokes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you know, just... There's no tenser scene in the movie than watching an, an ash on a cigarette fall onto some flammable <laughs> carpet. Yeah, just uh, some vodka you just spilled. Um, yeah, Glenn's just a good boy trying to be good. He, they clearly aren't having sex because he's like kidding out. He's very repressed. He ain't getting his nut, as we like to say here. <laughs> That's uh, at our store, our web store. You can get, they're coming to get your nut. Uh, if you're if you're at the ten dollar level of our patreon (laughs) it's it's called the get your nut level (laughs) but (laughs) so i I do love that scene though because this this man there's no walkmans he's hooked up to a full-ass record player (laughs) with with a a black and white tv or something like on the bed not on the nightstand just on the bed tv like yeah he, he came over i think nancy came over one time to like and slept on his bed and he just like moved the tv off the bed onto that's like oh, damn just back when you could do that yeah yeah now it's it's got to be mounted on the wall or or an ipad i'll do that in a hotel room i never turn the tv on but i have the ipad mm-hmm. and it's like that's all those devices that you were just listening to in one in <laughs> one you would have been you would have stayed awake forever if you had just not if you had been born that's, a little later that's true and i wouldn't have had all that shit fall on me if i got dragged into the bed <laughs> so that is i think that's probably the most famous kill from this movie i think I mean, so because it's so excessive mm-hmm. and he, he gets sucked into the bed we don't know what happens to him i i assume there is an industrial shredder in in, in his bed at that point yeah because just all the blood geysers out they they shot the scene by taking a room having like a giant barrel of blood and then just tipping the room upside down sloshing it around and then it's and they shot it upside down but just the visual of blood gushing onto the ceiling and like spreading out it's such it it, it's just so much it's it's a lot it's but very it, much of like getting slimed at the kids choice awards type <laughs> thing it's like you're on you can't do that on television and you just said i don't know 1500 times because <laughs> <laughs> you get slimed. i do think though they're watching it back i think they let the shot last a little too long because it starts to get a little it starts to run out toward, toward the end it's like this yeah. is it's a little little drippy there towards the end it's not as effective when you let it go on for that long yeah the, an old faithful geyser of blood like <laughs> just show the the high points don't show trickling <laughs> we watch the unrated version with five seconds more trickling <laughs> what uh, you, go ahead uh and then just his mom mom walks in and is like what you do oh my god yeah i i do love that uh, his mom comes in while he's falling asleep with the headphones on and the tv to wake him up to tell him to go to bed. 
<laughs> hey, wake up. You have to go to bed. I'm but sleeping I... already. Leave me alone. You just got to turn all this shit off. Uh, <laughs> and what you you don't see what happens to the TV or any of the other stuff. So I, I assume that Freddie just like stole it. He's all he's like he's killing you and stealing your stuff. It's my TV now. <laughs> oh, I can listen to records and watch TV. This <laughs> is this is much better than the old boiler room. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Nancy going home alone on us? Because there's a scene on the bridge where he talks about the the dream demons and how if you like turn your back on them and don't acknowledge them, they will go away. But at the same time, Nancy's reading the how to uh, Kevin McAllister, your house book. <laughs> She's like, I got the anarchist cookbook off of Amazon.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a little slapsticky towards the end. This movie is strong, really strong until the third act when Nancy realizes she can pull stuff out of the dream. Cause she does mm-hmm. the whole sleep study and she's like, I pulled this hat out. And the, the, the mom's like, where'd you get that dirty old hat? And yeah. the doctors are like, oh, did she wear it in? Uh, With we- the person whose name we killed is in the hat. <laughs> uh, we do need to talk about that scene though, where the mom confesses that they killed Freddy <laughs> Krueger. It's just, come down to the boiler room come on listen this is his weapon that i just kept in in, in our house for some yeah. reason it's hard to tell what what is like this lady's genuinely telling the truth and what is like a drunken ramble of because <laughs> she's always never not with a bottle of, of vodka you know like mm-hmm. and then you're like are, are you just leading me down here to tell me a story that leads nowhere oh it's a knife glove (laughs) okay (laughs) why why do you have that mother why didn't you just give that to the police is this the technicality he got off on because (laughs) you didn't turn in his finger glove yeah it's uh it's just very bizarre because like you you're also keeping this evidence in your house yeah not ever listened to a true crime podcast before mrs thompson that's gonna come back and bite you in the ass because then you're gonna be an accomplice they're gonna find you for tampering evidence yeah it's 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 very weird (laughs) just the whole monologue uh in my mind i thought there was like flashbacks and stuff but that's later movies where they show like that night when he gets burned Mm -hmm. to death but it's just her mom talking to her real low and quiet like (laughs) no context whatsoever we set his house on fire Here's his glove. We set it on fire, but somehow managed to save the glove. <laughs> I think that I, I think the honest reasoning was I think they burned the house out and then dug through the stuff. But it's like okay. you 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 gotta leave. You can't just get hang out, out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just wait for it to burn. <laughs> but but I digress. The ending when she starts home aloneing is when this movie kind of falls apart for me. This whole the ending of this movie is of the ones we've watched. Of the, of the big ones we've seen so far of like that that 80s that 70s 80s slasher uh, golden era this has the worst ending of any of them it is a dumb confusing nonsensical ending once even in a world where dreams are like this it, it's got the dumbest ending where they're, they're trying to pull freddie out which is fine you've got the cool scene with the oatmeal stairs which is very mm-hmm. which is which is gross to me i was like i don't want to <laughs> I don't want to put my foot in oatmeal. Like that doesn't sound like a good time. You don't, you never been to a, the oatmeal spa before? <laughs> no. The I, Quaker I, uh, spa. The Quaker spa. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I got their cheap, uh, I, I got their cheap treatment. So they just poured the, the dry oats on me. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
you got to really, uh, you got, they, they try to upsell you, but I was like, no, give me them dry oats for my You got to watch those Quakers. They, <laughs> they'll get you for every fucking dime. Let me, let me, let me that's what they're it. known for in these parts. <laughs> Grifted. <laughs> but the oatmeal stairs and, and, and the chase. But yeah, did you feel it became a little slapsticky when he's like hitting the traps? Yeah, because I feel like this, this dude's a dream demon. So like, a sledgehammer to the chest is not really, I mean, I guess it slows him down or whatever, but like how, what's, what's with the exploding light bulb? How does that work? Where did that come from? <laughs> like this, this dream demon can manipulate time and space. You think he's, he, he doesn't have dark vision where he's like, Oh, yeah. I can't see you now. <laughs> it's, it's very, my favorite was when he opened the door and, and the blowtorch hit his head. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, kids are scared of the dark, Marv. <laughs> from, from, from a treehouse, Nancy. <laughs> Freak your freaking, 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 freaking. Just swearing. But yeah, just him taking the sledgehammer to the chest and be like, oh, it's oof. just like, yeah. this is very Three Stooges. And then she goes in the, they have that chase in the basement so she can throw the gasoline on him. But if he just, he plays into it perfectly where if he doesn't turn the other way, like she sneaks up on him and throws it. And she sets this man on fire in her basement that he can burn down the entire thing. Sometimes you got to burn down the dream demon with the house. You know, <laughs> I thought that sequence looked cool. It's clearly, Oh, it's a guy in a bigger suit. Cause <laughs> you're setting this dude on fire, you know, but I, I, I just watched the, uh, thing from another world which was the, the like the, the original the thing mm-hmm. and back like 51 and they just lit this dude on fire and i'm like i don't think there's any special effects i think they just lit this dude on fire <laughs> back in the day and i'm like it, i know it's come a long way but anytime somebody just truly lit on fire i'm like this is great, but this also somebody could die quick. This could be Freddy Krueger for real, you know? Yeah, I think that this was one of the longest burns at the time because he gets set on fire and it's a lot of fire. It Mm -hmm. is so much. And he kind of runs around the basement a little bit and then he has to run up the stairs and that whole sequence is like 30, 40, 30 to 45 seconds of just this man being on fire. You get a 10 second scene because then the guy's like, tapping out on the ground <laughs> rightfully so and they come in with, with the blankets and the extinguishers but they're like we got we're, we're burning daylight here i guess <laughs> we gotta can we burn you for 14 minutes they give you okay uh well you know you know who wasn't okay was nancy's mom that is um weird um how does everything in this movie look so good and that looks so shitty <laughs> so it's was a he... robot skeleton. <laughs> was he banging her mom? Is that what we're supposed to believe? I think he was just trying to ch- choke her out. Okay. Uh, I mean, but some, some ladies are into that. It could have been consensual. She just like lowers down in the bed. I just felt like there was. So- I think this movie's really good, but I think this that's a major flaw in it. And it's not even a flaw. It just doesn't look good. It's just a fuck. It's a skeleton, you know, like it's a skeleton being slowly lowered into a haunted house attraction. Yeah. Like when everything, why not just redo the gimmick of her getting sucked into the bed again? Like yeah. put Johnny Depp, you know, like 
but just being slowly lowered with like the 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 flickering lightning and like the fog coming out it's like mm -hmm. what is this what he what what's what is what, and what maybe have a half burned johnny depp almost try to crawl out of the bed or something yeah but it's just such a very yeah it, it's very mechanical <laughs> the, this robot skeleton being lowered into the abyss and then i know it was 84 but that weird special effect transition where it's like they shot this bed and then just did a crossfade on it. Yeah. And then and they and said, Well, our job here is done. And looks perfect. Come here and put your hand in this bowl of eyeballs. <laughs> oh no, it's and then the, the it's worms. Spaghetti. I mean worms <laughs> with marinara. If you guys eat your first fruit punch, you can drink another one. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the the whole like home alone type thing and i don't know but she's a kid like that's something a kid would do right like i guess but nancy's supposed to be pretty smart yeah. i mean she she is still a kid and i don't know the whole third act gets very confusing and just the whole she turned her back to him so that's how she beat him by not being afraid of him yeah it's confusing and I did I didn't even recall that they kind of talked about it earlier in the movie because it, it's just it's not emphasized enough. It's very quick. It happens yeah. quickly. They're like, by the way, if you turn turn your back to it, you'll be good. It's like what? Hmm? And I'll, and I'll, like it's he's like lunges but then dissolves. Like yeah. But then I guess the ending makes up for it is like it didn't work. I don't know. I don't yeah, and see that's why I don't like this ending. And they shot a bunch of different ones. Mm -hmm. they, they went with this one where everybody's alive again and we're all getting in our car, but uh-oh, the convertible's going up and it's 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 Freddie's hard top, everybody. It's Freddie. <laughs> we're going cruising USA. And if you thought the mom getting lowered into the bed, like the mom just gets done dirty. Because <laughs> the way she gets sucked through that window, is it supposed to be scary, ridiculous, both? Because I we have watched a lot of dummies be tossed off mm -hmm. of balconies. We've seen dummies get their heads cut off on beaches. Mm -hmm. This has to be by far my absolute favorite because it's just he just full on just one arm pulls this mannequin through a window. They speed it up and I expected her shoes to fall off like the Wicked Witch. <laughs> Wipe out. <laughs> uh, yeah, like. It it falls apart in the last last half. Even though, like, I still think it's a good movie, though. You know, yeah, like I still like <laughs> it. And they did enough world building to establish Freddy Krueger as a viable threat and like a cool character. Mm -hmm. But could you imagine if this was the only one they ever made? And you're like, well, what was that ending? What? Yeah, a woman just gets sucked through a window. Hmm? And I, I think one of the other endings was like Freddy was supposed to be driving that car. Yeah, and then, and Wes Craven was like, "That's too dark." <laughs> that's too dark. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a better ending and less ambiguous uh, than than the mom's alive and she's sober. <laughs> that's the. I, I'm part. never gonna drink again. I just don't <laughs> feel like it. <laughs> that's the meanest part, Freddie. Alcoholism <laughs> is no joke. Yeah. Uh, and I get, you know, I guess if you chalk it up to all it all being a dream, yeah. But then, like the with the next one, it has nothing to do with Nancy, right? Like, yeah, no, it has to do with um, a guy. Yeah. It's also one, of, and this is not derogatory in any way. It is one of the gayest movies 
ever made. They made a behind the scenes documentary on it called Scream Queen, uh, my, my Nightmare on Elm Street. And the, the actor that, that played Jesse, the character in the second one, got bullied so hard because it is, it's not even homosexual subtext. It's just like gay. I don't know how they could have made that movie. I, I would love to talk about that movie with you more in depth uh because it is a fascinating it, it is a fascinating display of just you made this great movie mm-hmm. and in in your first sequel it is so you usually have movies wait till at least like the fifth or sixth entry to go awry they go awry right off the bat it is just a, yeah it has nothing, nothing to do with nancy nancy Dud doesn't get brought back until number three which, which is my favorite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah it's I don't hate the ending. I do like her getting sucked through that window. I just think it's a <laughs> great visual. And it's cl- clearly this is a blow up doll, but uh, you know, I've been with plenty of blow up dolls in my day. <laughs> and you're like, that was a high quality 80s blow up doll. Let me yeah. tell you, that was top of the line. Oh, Miss Thompson. <laughs> um, I have some other stuff. We we do have to wrap it up because it's uh it's running long there, Gavin. But I do have some notes and stuff if you want to jump into some facts that I yeah. Found. Hit us with some facts, Daddy. Uh, Freddy's nature, uh, Wes Craven, uh, I call him Craven, states that in a sense, Freddy stands for the worst of parenthood and adulthood. The dirty old man, the nasty father, and the adult who wants children to die rather than to help them prosper. He's the boogeyman and the worst fear of children. The adult that's out to get them. He's a very primal figure, sort of like Kronos devouring his children. That evil, twisted, perverted father figure that wants to destroy and is able to get them at their most vulnerable moment when they're asleep. Hmm. That's a very apt description of what Freddy Krueger is. Uh, almost cast uh, Kane Hodder, a guy who would be uh, set on fire many times. Yeah, and almost die in it. Uh, Kane Hodder, who would later be uh, best known for uh, Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. was among uh, those Wes Craven talked to about uh, playing Freddy. According to Kane, he said, I had a meeting with Wes Craven about playing a character he was developing called Freddy Krueger. At the time, Wes wasn't sure what kind of person he wanted for the role of Freddy. So I uh, had so I had as good a shot as anybody else. He was initially thinking of a big guy for the part. And he was also thinking of somebody who had a real burn scars, but obviously he changed his whole line of thinking and went with Robert England, who's smaller. I would have loved to play the part, but I do think Wes made the right choice. And, and it's, uh, it's really sad that Kane Hodder set himself on fire and didn't get the part. Yeah, that's what an audition. Let's pull that <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's it is odd because most most other like those slasher type characters they want a Hulk, they want a guy that fills a door frame mm-hmm. and Freddie is not that it's, he's just a dude, you know? Yeah. He's just, I think that's what makes him scary too, because he's not a tall guy. He's just mm-hmm. a regular average dude, but because he can manipulate dreams, he can make himself bigger. He can make himself smaller. He can turn you into a puppet. Mm-hmm. You, he is limited only by his imagination of how to kill you. Um, special appearance about halfway through the film when Nancy's trying to stay awake, Do you know what movie she's trying to watch uh, Gavin? Is it the Evil Dead 2? It's just the Evil Dead. Oh, it's just the first one? Yes. And okay. then uh and that was because uh Craven decided to include the scene because Sam Raimi featured the Hills Have Eyes 
uh, poster in the Evil Dead and Return Raimi featured Freddy Krueger glove in the work shed in uh, uh, Evil Dead 2 and later in Ash versus that's, Evil Dead. That's right. That's how, yeah, I got that, I got that confused because, yeah, you can't have the Freddy glove in Evil Dead 2 if mm-hmm. there's no Freddy Krueger. Yeah, but yeah, I, I knew it was one of the Evil Deads. Uh, Sean Cunningham, uh, who directed uh, Friday 13th, uh, was uh, he helped film the end of the movie uh the second film uh unit so and their their history is they made the last house on the left together him Wes craven hmm, yes which is um uh an, an interesting one that, that will leave you not feeling good i haven't seen it uh but uh yeah because i heard things about it so yes it's very rapey uh so Wes craven named the the freddy after school bully Back when he was only 11, Craven was bullied by a schoolmate named Fred Krueger. The child, uh, the childhood event influenced the name of the character and stuck around for the longest time. It's, it's very much like uh, I heard that Leonard Skinner named their band after their gym teacher who didn't like long hair. <laughs> His name was Leonard Skinner. And they're like, we're Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good I, I never heard that about old Leonard Skinner I think that's true if not it's a pretty good lie I made up huh yeah that's gotta <laughs> imagine being such a shitty or in this case a good bully that they're like I'm gonna name I'm gonna name a horror movie icon after you you're never gonna escape this people are yeah. gonna bring it up constantly like, are you Harry Potter <laughs> are, are you named after the books it's like I'm in my 60s I uh, Michael Bolton you must love his music <laughs> uh, the original screen time uh, of Freddy Krueger was deliberately kept under 10 minutes despite being the main antagonist uh, Freddy also uh, only appeared on screen for seven minutes can you believe that was is he only in it for seven minutes total that's what this says yeah there's a strong reason behind this, though, as the filmmakers wanted to make the character very dangerous, scary, and also unknown. Hmm. I'd have to I, go back and with a clock and time, time that, but it seems that seems low, right? That seems I, you feel like he's in the movie more, but maybe because well, you don't really see him during a lot of the kills, mm-hmm. and you just see like his glove or him coming to the wall or something. But him in full body makeup, yeah, that's probably seven minutes is about probably right, yeah. Uh, last fact, the, the famous scene where a geyser of blood shoots out of Glenn's bed was inspired by the scene of blood pouring from the elevator in The Shining. Hmm. Uh, the, to create this effect, the blood was created from 80 gallons of water mixed with red paint. <laughs> that is not a great blood recipe. That is just paint. That is yeah, just watered just, down paint. It just it's You got to mix it. It's, it's from <laughs> concentrate. <laughs> It's a powder. <laughs> uh, that's all my facts that I have on this movie. Okay. So uh, what was your oh shit moment? I think my oh shit moment was um, Tina's kill. Yeah. Her on the wall is very graphic for a movie that I, you know, like we all, your mom knows and my mom knows, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it, it definitely did not pull any punches in this one. And it definitely, if you felt like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Halloween or even some of the Friday 13th didn't give you enough gore, Nightmare on Elm Street sated that bloodlust by far. Mm-hmm. Although I would have loved like a head smash with that with that hammer. Yeah. To, oh, oh. <laughs> just taking it in the bread basket, right? <laughs> right in the mush. 
Oh, uh, just I, I love me some three stooges at the end of my horror movies. Love it. <laughs> um, for me, my ocean moment, I guess, honestly, um, I think it's probably the glove coming out of the tub, like Stephanie was shocked by. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah. it's just so vulnerable. You're you're naked, there's knives near your vagina. Nobody mm-hmm. wants that. No, not at all. And it's and the this movie could be where an oh shit mo- moment is the kill that you that you like. So mm-hmm. is that is that true for you? Um, the kill for me, yeah, I love the Glenn kill. That's my favorite kill in the whole movie. Yeah, just just a dude getting sucked into a bed and blood shooting out. Yeah, we don't need a reason of what happened down there. We just yeah. need to see the result. And I told you what happened. Freddy Krueger stole his shit and killed this man. <laughs> <laughs> There's my records now, Nancy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my that's my kill is the blood one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what other movies would you recommend if you enjoyed Nightmare on Elm Street? I think uh, I I would watch a Wes Craven's uh, New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite of the series. I, uh, it was it really went meta. Uh, I I think it came out yeah it came out before Scream, so yeah. it, it it went meta before meta was a thing that you could do. Yeah, it was very self-referential of a mm-hmm. movie inside of a movie. Yes. Um, I would watch Candyman. Okay. Uh, where we have a guy who can talk. He's got a thing for a hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would watch maybe the the first It uh, iteration or the second It, the, the new one or the old one. Yeah. I feel that It is a very uh, similarly defeated character. Yes. Well, you just got to talk shit to him. Yeah, you got to you got to just be like, I'll yeah, I'll stomp on your little baby nuts. <laughs> and he's like, oh, please don't. Uh, don't stop on my baby nuts. <laughs> no, I got big boy nuts. Yeah, um, I, would, I would say, yeah, those those for sure. Uh, For me, I think I would recommend Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, mm-hmm. The Dream Warriors. That is my favorite of them. I think if you like Wes Craven stuff, I think you would really, I, I think Scream is a good one mm-hmm. because they, they they reference Freddy Krueger all over that movie. And this, this this one is hard for me to really name anymore because it's such a... It's kind of after the ones that inspired it, even though it it's a dumb yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's very, and, and it's, it's a very specific kind of slasher where it's like dreams. dreams. Yeah, I... Actually, if you like that kind of dreams metaphor, uh, metaphysics, another plane, Insidious, I, I think yeah. in, I think Insidious probably comes the closest for me. I, I think Insidious is, is absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Insidious in the, the the first Insidious especially definitely has that ethereal type deal. So if you mm-hmm. like the the dream walking stuff like that, Insidious is dead definitely one I would check out. Yeah, I would say. I don't, I couldn't think of any more really. So, I mean, maybe sinister, but I and I would say Candyman because the more people talk about Candyman, it seems like the stronger he gets or the more places he appears, mm-hmm. which is kind of that way in in Nightmare on Elm Street. Mhm. <clears throat> the more talk, the more you get. So, yeah. Uh and I would say the first Candyman or the new one. Yeah. One works. They are they, they are both very good movies. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. I think we have talked everything. Like this is the the definitive version of Nightmare on Elm Street. No more podcasts are allowed, allowed, allowed to be made about it. And that 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 is it. 
but yeah nightmare on elm street that was our episode love me some fred krueger and i've got uh, almost my whole bottle of vodka gone <laughs> my half shirt is now just uh covering the nips <laughs> and i've got a lady who needs to get back to the sack hey are you coming back to the sack because i'm coming to get you barbara they're coming to get you they're coming for you barbara they're coming to get you <laughs> <laughs>